ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 127 of the Dynasty Junkies, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will, and we do all the time. With us tonight, we've got some DAP Network neighbors, I think we'll call it. You know, you guys are kind of neighbors to us because you're on Wednesdays. The guys from Fantasy Timeline are here. We got Drew. How are you doing tonight, Drew? Doing great. Didn't realize I uh, left all my Christmas crap in the office here, so uh, ignore that over <laughs> my shoulder. <laughs> hey, at least you got it cleaned up. It's better than most of us. And then, obviously, Josh as well. How are you doing tonight, Josh? Good, good. How are you doing, Andrew? Doing well. I know this is uh, the first show for us for the year. Uh, I got a, a Joe Burrow calendar for Christmas, so that is filling the spot here on my door. Very excited about that for the whole year. That'll be changing uh, I'm wearing the same shirt because this is my lucky shirt. This is the shirt I like to wear when I podcast now. Scott Fishbowl is over. I did not win, and that's fine because I had a great time. It's not about the, the destination. It's about the journey with Scott Fishbowl. Um, but before we get too deep, I do want to give you guys a chance to introduce yourselves and your, your handles, of course. I know we've got Drew and, and Josh at Fantasy Timeline. If you guys haven't heard them, please go check them out. But, Drew, what where what's your handle and anything else you guys are doing right now? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh I'll respond periodically to things that pop up there, usually uh, more fun stuff, especially as we hit kind of the, the non-point scoring season. But uh, I'm at dr underscore PRA. This is from when we had 140 character limit. It is not because I am a doctor. I was going to ask because I already knew the answer and we talked about it. But no, you're, you're just Drew Prowl and it just that's that's just shorten yep. it down. I like it. it nice just and me. simple. It's just you, Drew. I like it. And then what about you, Josh? Uh, so I'm at Real Fantasy TL. Um, you can hit me up anytime. Uh, usually my day job uh, keeps me uh, well into the evening. So if you hit me up about something, you're probably getting the response uh, somewhere between uh, 7 and 10 p.m. So I'm not ignoring you if you send me something at 9 in the morning. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love talking to people on there. I love um, – starting arguments it's a uh, it's a, a a fun pastime of mine no, i don't start arguments i usually just jump in in the middle and uh and poke the bear That's josh right. used well, to be I mean, a bouncer in case whole... you were wondering so he is ah. he's used to getting into the scuffle I was actually going to say, he doesn't start arguments, he ends them. You know what I mean? Like, just that's just, no, it's over. I'm right, you're wrong. And I, I don't think that's entirely fake. Um, I will say this too, though, obviously with the fantasy timeline, what you guys do tends to be more of, you know, looking at the timeline, checking in on arguments and debates and getting questions and all that, which is obviously such a good time. So um, something I do want to get into first before we get too deep, the playoffs are here. All three of our teams are in the playoffs. I think that's something that I definitely want to cover. Obviously, my Bengals are in the playoffs. We're facing the Ravens this Sunday night. Should be very exciting. Uh, Drew, I know you're a Bills fan, right? Yes, sir. Are you excited for the Bills to play the Dolphins minus Tua? Uh, sure. I was hoping we'd get a bye. But, uh, <laughs> of course, that yeah. that whole uh, week was just so different. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Dolphins for the third time this year in Buffalo. Uh, I mean, with or without Tua, I expect it to be competitive. Um, you know, the AFC East is uh, a tough division this year in general. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm good with it. Uh, you know, certainly have weapons outside of just Tua. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm, I'm also okay if we get another couple feet of snow this weekend in Buffalo. Hey, that Wait, would be crazy, you, wouldn't it? Wait, Jury, you said you wish you had a buy. Skylar Thompson is not enough of a buy for you. I, I mean, come on. Like, 
this guy. Oh, I wish we had a buy. We got to we got to play the uh, ultra talented Skylar Thompson. Well, I mean, I, I give the Bills credit. They've had a really interesting rough season at the end here. I mean, this is something where a buy would have been nice to not have to game plan, to not have to get ready, to not have to practice. Whether or not it's Skylar Thompson, I kind of get the point. Like a week off would have been nice. I get it. Yeah. But I hey, mean, I, I I think they might get like a, a quarter off. I mean, they might they might have this sewn up by the time uh, the third quarter ends. And, and that'd be fine. But you still got to practice. You still got to suit up. Yeah. You still got to go through the motions, right? So, and again, I, as a Bengals fan, I was hoping for a bye too. I, going into that Monday night game, I'm like, if we beat the Bills and the Chiefs decide to lose a game, like we have a chance. <laughs> and then no, that that was probably never going to happen, right? Yeah. But I mean, even then, that Monday game started out hot. I, you know, all of us that were you know at the game and watched the game, everybody saw that. I mean, it was the most watched ESPN game I think ever. Uh, obviously for terrible reasons. And I'm so glad DeMar is okay. Like that changes yeah. the whole context. Um, just again, what a, what a weird story in a way. And I'm just glad he's all right. But I mean, that would have been a, that would have been a fire game that would have lived up to the hype. So it's, it's a shame yeah. it didn't happen, but obviously though, so a Bengals fan here, Bills fan with Drew and then Josh, you're a Cowboys fan. We were kind of talking a little Cowboys before we started recording. Are you excited for your prospects uh, playing the Bucks this week? Uh, uh, we were talking about it before and usually Dallas, uh, will choke it away uh first game first round of the playoffs but they did a lot of their choking on sunday so i'm hoping that maybe they got it out of their system <laughs> um listen th- th- uh, that game is a toss-up though because we've seen dallas look really good we've seen dallas look really bad and we've seen the bucks look mostly bad uh, I mean, they did beat Dallas week one, so I can't um, can't hate on them too much. But, yep. I mean, they, you know, kind of squeaked out of a bad division. Were they the worst? No, that was that would be the AFC South. I was almost going to say, were they yeah. the worst division? That's the <laughs> AFC South. That's my bad. Um, but they squeaked out of the second worst division in the league. And, you know, but let's face it, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, they got Chris Godwin, they got Mike Evans, you know, they got uh they got Lombardi Lenny. I mean, yeah. they, they they got some uh they got some guys that, you know, maybe they're not as good as they once were, but they're as good once as they ever were. So that's well, uh it's interesting if you think about it though. We got uh, my Bengals facing what appears to be the Lamar Jacksonless Ravens, and we've got yeah. Drew's Bills facing the Tua less Dolphins, and yet you get to face Tom Brady the GOAT. Like that just doesn't seem fair, does it? Like, man, we're we're getting up bye weeks with quotes around it, and you gotta face Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's not what I would want to be doing. Yeah, and it doesn't help that Tom Brady is eight and zero versus Dallas in his career. So we we got that working against us. The the uh the statistics on Tom Brady versus the Cowboys don't uh don't give a lot of hope in that situation. Right. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm hoping that, you know, last year, you know, we saw the kind of the choke job against the uh 49ers that made it all the way to the uh NFC championship game. Maybe we got it out of our system and, and we go into possible. Tampa. Anything's yeah. possible. You never know. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's on Monday. I think too, right? Isn't it on Monday night? Monday, yeah, Monday night. <sighs> what a way to so, finish the week! Even if we win, <laughs> our, we're on a short week now, going into probably a, a game against, uh, you know, uh, Minnesota Philly or somebody, yeah, Francisco, something like that. So it's not, you know, even if we win, it's uh, it's not advantageous. But you know, I kind of wish they would change the rules slightly for the playoffs. Let all four division winners in. That's fine. Um, I understand you want kind of nationwide representation as much as you can get. But why don't we arrange home games by record? Because Well, okay. Hang on. I got to jump in with this one. I think division, you earn that home field advantage. If you can't win your division, you don't get a home field. You don't need two two teams in the NFC East getting home field advantage. That makes no sense. No, 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 no. The, The Buccaneers didn't earn anything. What did they earn? They were bad in a bad division. Dallas was better in a better division. You you get things for being better. Like okay, okay, that's the way the world works. You if you're better at something than someone else, you get more. Drew, what do you think about this? Am I on the right track, or are you with Josh on this one? 
<laughs> uh, I am a, a less is more simplify it. So I, I, I think the, the NFL is always going to do like Josh said at first, what's going to get the, the best representation. Um, as far as what's fair, you know, what's fair isn't always equal, right? That's something that's that true. We all have kids. So that's something we all preach. So um, yeah, I get the, the, the bucks did not earn uh, a ton in their overall season. They still have to go in and, and beat the, the other three teams multiple times. Not that that bar was high this year, but that's a that's the thing about the the NFL, right? Is any any given Sunday and any every year Sunday, yeah. there is a a different division that we expect to be better that is terrible. I, I mean, we talked about this on the timeline multiple times. If we had stopped at week twelve and we would have had every NFC East team in the playoffs at that point, what betting fool would have put money on that back in July? Not me. Right. That's for damn so, sure. Uh, I, I would have been like maybe one or two, but not four. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, there's enough variability in the NFL. We see it with injury. We see it with surprises that happen. Terrible coaching uh, that affects things more than maybe we give it credit for and vice versa. So I think the the simple, the simple way of having a, a template that fits um, each year for division winners and you get representation across – uh, fan bases always have a shot. And that's, that's the beauty of NFL, right? And this is why I, I have a hard time following a lot of other major sports is it doesn't matter until the end of the season in NHL, NBA, yeah. MLB. Uh, but every single, I mean, you split the, you split the season up into quarters every four weeks and, you know, the intensity of every single game is, is ridiculous in this sport. So uh, I'm I'm good with it the way it is right now. I, I love having the seven team. I think that makes it that much more competitive yes. and that that much more meaningful for the number one seed who does earn that buy. I agree. Um, so that is uh, that is definitely a different twist. And then I think it ultimately adds a little parity too. So you have six teams that have to compete an extra game if they want to make it the whole way. And if they make it, man, good on them. I'm just thinking back to uh, forget what year it was. The Giants were the six seed sneaking in. They yeah. go all the way that year, right? It's like. You know, it's big enough to make it through the playoffs, but as a six seed, um, you know, it's a now, tough road. How long? Till Always we see, on the road. Yep. Yeah. Till we see a seven seed make it and set the precedent. So all that to say, I, I think I probably lean more toward uh, where you are, Andrew, as far as yeah, division winners make sense. I understand the sentiment around. Yeah, great. You have a couple of uh, 13 and four teams in the same division. I mean, they're the good teams, but um yeah, well, if they're good, they shouldn't it. be scared about playing on the road either. Like, I get, I get the point. I really do. And I think if there is some logic to like playing every game and then not deciding until you, you know, like until you get to the end of the year and you see how the standings fall out, I get some of that fun and excitement. But there is something kind of nice to be like, we were the best team in our division where we played the same three teams twice. Like everybody else has to play their own division. Um, and it is kind of again for a division like the NFC East, which was supposed to be bad and turned out good. Like that, you know, that could have gone the exact other way at the beginning of the year. So, I mean, again, it, it's it's a, it's an interesting debate topic. I'll give you that. But I like having it just be kind of part of the reward for winning your division, which makes it more meaningful. And that, to me, makes it worth doing. And if you can lock your division up in week 12 and, and lock that whole thing down and get that home game and rest the rest of it, I think you deserve to do that. You know what I mean? Like that's that's part of the winning here. It's part of the strategy. Drew, you mentioned uh, coaching meaning a lot uh more than we think was that a uh trevor lawrence subtweet there bud uh that that was all about uh buffalo alum brian dable there you go <laughs> it applies to both it applies yeah. to both by, yeah. by the way should should be coach of the year i i've heard other people bring up other arguments there's no other argument that that man deserves to be coach of the year come at me if you want to you see the you see the Twitter handle at the bottom. Uh, you have no argument for any other coach <laughs> in the league. So, um, well, I, I will uh, say I want Dan Campbell because I love the disrespect that was put on his name at the beginning of this year and all of the memes and all the jokes and all the laughing. He was the, the worst coach ever with the kneecaps and all this stuff. But the team bought in. The team said, you know what? We do think this is the guy. And that team turned it around. He was on hard knocks, obviously. We all got to see behind the curtain yeah. a little bit. Maybe that influences my decision, too. But that team went on a tear and almost made the playoffs after starting, what, like 0-7 or something crazy? Like, you don't see more that. And that is they kept Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs. Well, that's a great <laughs> one, too. But I'm saying more like you don't see that anymore. Like, that, that kind of turnaround doesn't happen unless it's a coach getting the team on their back yeah. in a way. Like, that team could have given up. 
and they didn't. They they showed that they had grit. They showed that they wanted to play. They showed that they wanted to win when it didn't matter. And then it started to matter because they started to win, right? And so to me, I don't. I'm not. I'm not faulting Dable if he gets coach of the year. I'm not going to throw a fit. I'm not going to riot. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. That team had no expectations, and they're in the playoffs. That's impressive. Yeah. And and not even just in the playoffs, but like yeah, first in theory, year coach. Yeah. Well, yeah. In theory, like he turned that team around with Daniel Jones and. They had Barkley up for some of the year. And who's their receivers? Nobody, right? Like he did a lot with very little. So I, I respect it. But I'm just saying Dan Campbell to me deserves to be in the conversation at least. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I, I think there are guys that should be in the in the conversation. We can talk about Doug Peterson, who turned the the Jacksonville Jaguars from literally one a laughing year. stock. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we were making fun of the fact that Urban is kicking the kicker. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't know what players are playing in the game, and, and that's not a joke. That actually happened in a post-game press conference where he mentioned a player and was happy that the guy was getting more snaps, except that player locked zero snaps in the game. <laughs> I mean, that's literally how bad Urban Meyer was. And for Doug Peterson to come in, and by the way, living right outside of Philly. Huge Doug Peterson fan, even though I am not an Eagles fan at all. Just the behind-the-scenes stuff that they would show of him seemed like a great guy and a great coach. Obviously, took him to a Super Bowl, which they won. Um, You know, I think he should be in the conversation. Definitely Dan Campbell. I love Dan Campbell from day one, and I love the kneecap thing because guess what? We always say coaches are, are sterile. They give you the sterile answer. They're not truthful with you. They don't show them real selves. And Dan Campbell was like, no, man, I'm, we're going to bite some kneecaps. We're going to clothesline some people, maybe a people's elbow out of nowhere. And, and that, <laughs> the that's top who, rope. Yeah. Right. That's who he was. He he was yep. a like WWE personality that was also an NFL head coach. And he didn't try to, you know, make himself seem smarter or more well-spoken. He's like, I need my three 44-ounce coffees a day. <laughs> um, I'm going to chug a couple of Red Bulls after that. Uh, we're going to bite kneecaps. And if you actually saw what he did in Miami when he was the interim head coach and mm. listened to the players talk about him after that season was over, they all loved him. So I was yep. like, this, this is the dude that you need when you're trying to get a bunch of guys who have never won in the NFL to buy into something. Yep. And when these are grown men, these are not college kids. These are, you know, right. these are adults. These yeah. are, you know, 25 year old, 30 year old millionaires. And right. to kind of get some, and I mean, not all of them, obviously, I mean, the majority are not millionaires, yeah. but I'm just saying like, right. they're, they're, this is their career. This is not a college, you know, interstitial thing. This is what they're doing. And to motivate that is tricky. So, and, and Dable did it too. Honestly, Dable did the yeah. same thing. Yeah. And there was a lot of pressure. I think, Maybe that's the difference, too. I think there was more pressure on Dable to do it in a bigger market, and he did better than Dan Campbell did. So you could say there was more pressure and he had a better outcome than Dan Campbell. So obviously that means in my mind, I think it means he deserves it. I was I mean, the only other option I was even going to throw in there for, for coach of the year would be a tie with our coaches, Taylor and McDermott, for the way they handled that Monday night situation. Right. That was, again, an unprecedented situation. Those two coaches both handled it with class. Both teams, I thought, handled it with class. There yeah. was no right answer. Everybody was in chaos mode. And I think those coaches really showed how coaches coach and can like lead a team as a coach. And so, again, kind of like an honorable mention would be kind of nice in that regard. Because yeah. I think both did a terrific job yeah. trying to deal with something they've never seen before. So, no, anyway, no. On, on, on all that, I mean, I think we're, we're on the right track here. I think Dable's yep. the guy. I agree with you. But Campbell's a secondary option. And, and an honorable mention for some of the other guys. I do want to go before we get into some of the, the dynasty topic, which we are going to get into some stuff this week about non-point scoring. But before we do that, I just want kind of in a way real quick, who do you guys think wins the whole thing? Who do you think pulls it off? I'll start with you, Drew. Who do you got winning the Super Bowl this year? Uh, it's the Bills. Okay. That's what I thought. That's what I, I I'm picking Bengals. So I can't fault you. I, I totally get it. I just think that both teams are going to be brutal to face each other. And it could be a second round matchup, which just seems Yeah, unfair. I think whoever... Between the Bills, Bengals, and the Chiefs, whoever doesn't have to play one of the others. Right. I agree. I think it's just I'm picking AFC guy. this year. Can I just pick AFC? Yeah. Like is it like just which is what I would have picked in September yeah, anyway? I would I would love to see a Bills Vikings Super Bowl. A because mm. you'll have a first time winner no matter what. And I want redemption for 
in Justin Jefferson this year. <laughs> the regular Jefferson like for the last connection three years, will the never Bills go been, away, right? Yeah, oh. the, the Bills have been, I think, in the last three years, they've been in the game of the year and on the wrong end of the game of the year all three times. And uh, I, I want to rectify that this year. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And I mean, you guys have, well, no, it wasn't, Bills don't have Rager. That's Minnesota. I'm thinking of, um, they they took Rager from Eagles. I was thinking of the Eagles again there. But what about you, Josh? What about you? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? If it was, is it your Cowboys? Are you going to be that ballsy with it? Nah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I hope my, my fandom wants that to happen. But um, I I do think it's going to be the Bills. Um mm. But, and I hate saying this, it hurts my soul to no end. Watch out for the Eagles. I mean, yeah, it the the Eagles are good everywhere. You know, I, I my son is is an Eagles fan, obviously, because he's lived right. here his whole life. And I said it's kind of crazy that the Dallas Philadelphia dichotomy from this year, early in the season. They play us. We don't have Dak Prescott. We roll in with Cooper Rush. Philly wins by nine. Later in the season, we roll into Philly. They don't have Jalen Hurts. We win by six. So very similar outcomes with very similar backstories. Um, I would love to get past the Buccaneers so that we can possibly set up that matchup where Dak Prescott's healthy. Jalen Hurts is healthy. Let's go to war. Let's see who would have won it if both guys were healthy and had been playing. Um, but they're, I mean, they don't really have a weakness. I mean, and it's kind of crazy to say that about a Philadelphia Eagles team. But yeah. they, they really, they don't have a weakness. They well, their defense not. is insane this year. Like their whole offensive line has been amazing. Like they're they're just yeah. even Miles Sanders has been okay. Like what the hell? Like just it's such a weird from last year to this year. What a difference! Yeah. And and, and let let's bring since we're talking about Philly, let's bring a dynasty aspect into this. If we're a little unsure about a quarterback, but the team brings in an elite alpha wide receiver. Let's put a little bit, and listen, I did not put respect on Jalen Hurts' name. So I'm I'm saying this as someone who did not follow this You're for this season. There. But we see A.J. Brown coming to town. Jalen Hurts is all of a sudden that dude. We saw with Drew's Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is a little shaky. We bring in Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen is that dude. If we see a guy that we're kind of like, ah, I'm not really sure, and they bring in uh, an alpha. I'm not talking about, you know, oh, Michael Gallup goes somewhere. I mean, he's under contract. But I'm not talking about someone on that level. I- I'm talking about an alpha guy that you go, oh, that's a top 10 guy. Like, that's it for sure. Well, you're actually putting something together that that I've noticed recently too is that it, a lot of the the top running teams like Las Vegas obviously with Josh Jacobs you know being the top runner not in the playoffs right Derrick Henry up there not in the playoffs uh, we had the top running team overall was the Bears not in the playoffs worst team in the NFL so it, it feels like we're a passing league which we've all kind of known anyway yeah. but it's I would even say is a more specific answer I don't know if it's a passing league or a receiving league right it does seem like the top receiver teams I mean. Mahomes and the Chiefs are kind of an outlier in my opinion, but it seems like a lot of the other top teams have a top receiver. Like they have a stud receiver that they can kind of lean on. Um, I mean, you could even say the Bucks have a couple of those with Godwin and Evans, right? I mean, you could say the Giants without anybody, you know, they might have Kenny Galladay could be the guy. We don't know, right? That'd be hilarious. I know you've talked about Galladay before, I think, Josh. We've gone into that. But they work out. 49ers, for, yeah. right? With Debo, right? We've got the, the Ravens don't have any receivers, but Mark Andrews is a stud. I mean, like, there, so there's a couple of these different things. I think it's really become a passing league, but like I said, more of a receiving league, like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, like those guys who are at the top of our dynasty boards, those guys carry teams, right? They, they can make a yeah. difference in a lot of ways. And AJ Brown is definitely one of those guys. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, especially when we're pairing them with a guy that we're saying, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, I'll, I'll bring up an example of a team that is in the playoffs. Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm not really sure. But if a top 10 guy all of a sudden is traded to or is procured in free agency, 
to the Giants, I'm going to be the first guy to say stock up on Daniel Jones because yeah. we've seen it. We've seen these teams go out by heavy. And I know people, uh, listen, I already know the argument. People are going to go, well, what about Derek Carr? They got Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. Listen, Derek Carr was fine for like, what, till week eight, week nine? And then, you know, he fell off a little bit, and then the team decided that they didn't want him to play anymore. They didn't want him to get hurt so they could trade him. But yeah, listen, if Jared Stidham is the starter next year, I'm not saying take him, take him in the first round of a super flex. That's silly. But maybe the stock needs to go a little bit up on Jared Stidham over where, you know, we may think about him just because, well, he is thrown to Devontae Adams, and that's always better than not. Amen to that. Yeah, that, that's fantasy analysis right there. Devontae Adams better than not Devontae Adams. I think Stidham is <laughs> going to be an interesting story throughout this entire offseason, though, just because then he's going to stay there. Like, we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. But I, there was one other thing I wanted to mention. You kind of hit on it was uh, the Giants, you know, going out and spending for a receiver. They've got the second most cap space. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're one of those teams that is, is going to be spending money. They're in New York. They're a big major market team. They obviously went out and spent money on Galladay. That did not work. They're going to have to find a better receiver, and I think every receiver is better than him, so it's easy to do. But they're going to have to make a splash. It's going to have to be somebody big. And I don't know who that is. I, I think there's a couple different options that you could see on that team, but even free agency, it hasn't started yet. There's going to be a lot of teams re-signing people and tagging people. Like We can't even really get into that speculation. But And this may be a hot take, but I prefer free agency over the draft. I'm one of those people that like pays attention to all the blurbs. And then that first day of free agency is like my favorite day ever where you start to see all these players get signed and things start to shift. And that I really like that a lot more than the NFL draft, because even at the NFL draft, there's so much speculation still like, is this new player going to fit right in? Is he going to start right away? Is he going to be, you know, is he going to be Rager or is he going to be Jefferson? Like all these, like we don't know, right. With free agents, we know a lot more. They're spending money. That money is a lot to me. Like, that says everything. They're going to go make him a part of that offense. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wrapping up the wild card stuff here. But I do think that this is going to be a hell of a week. There's a ton of great games. Next week is going to be a ton of great games. Like, we're, we're in luck for a lot of good games. I'm very excited for these NFL playoffs. And, and I'll be honest, I don't, really, I don't really say this too often, but I, I just want good games. I would love my team to win, but if it's just good games and everything is close and everything's exciting and our team, my team loses, then, I, you know, it is what it is. At least we put up a fight. I'd hate for it to be against the Ravens for a number of reasons, but, you know, yeah. it's, I'm happy to work. It's here. crazy. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've really looked at this until uh, this closely until now, but half the games this weekend are divisional games again. So you're talking about teams that are intimately familiar with. One I was going to mention that too. Like, there's actually a lot of uh, 49ers and Seahawks. Yep. Yeah. Miami Buffalo. Hills, Dolphins. Got, yeah. Yeah. Ravens. Your exactly. There's a lot of games this week that are divisional. Yep. Yep. Man. So I think three of the six, half the games are yeah. are divisional games this week, which is which is crazy to me. That actually would be a rule I want changed. Like, can we not have divisional games in the first week? Like, that just seems unfair. Like, oh, because everybody just comes with extra, you know, mustard on their hits. You know what I mean? Those games just mean a little more, but. Anyway, I'm excited yeah. for the playoffs. I hope you guys out there listening are excited too. And by the time you're listening to this and your ear holes, maybe you know how things went. So make sure you hit us up on Twitter. But we are going to pivot into our main topic for the night on the Dynasty Junkies. We've got to talk Dynasty at some point. And we talked about last week or two weeks ago, the last show we had was really more about like, what did we learn from 2022? We're spinning it forward now, right? We're going to look at this and say, all right, well, how do we transition? I think everybody does this a little bit differently. And I think it's worth a discussion about, you know, how do we do things? How do we take what we've learned and put it forward. So the idea here is, you know, what do we do now that non-point scoring season is here? You know, what things do we do differently? Is there anything that you you make a wild shift in your head and be like, all right, we need to change this, 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 and this? Is it more of kind of taking it by by ear? And I guess I'll kind of start out in a way. And the first thing I put on the show sheet was managing IR. This is something I've seen a bunch of leagues already doing. If you're on my fantasy league or even on Sleeper, all of the IR statuses are pretty much the exact same as they were last week. There's no statuses changed yet, right? A lot of those things don't change until the season's over, but I've still seen people dropping and making moves to fill those, like to put the IR guys back in their bench. No, we're not doing that. Don't be dropping players. Like th this is the worst time of all to do that. Like, don't do that. 
And I want to make sure that I say that loud and clear because I think there are some people like, well, I'm just going to get it over with. We still don't know what injuries are going to happen. We hold on to these players until you have to move them, right? Like, what are we doing here? You've got these IR spots. Like I know in one league, I've got like, I think there's 10 IR spots and I've got all 10 IR spots taken up because I would just pick someone up and throw them on IR. Like, why not? It's a free spot. So when that time does come, when they finally move off of that, what happens? Well, I can't set a lineup on my fantasy league. Okay. I have to set a lineup until <laughs> September, brother. Like I'm good to go. You know what I mean? Like, so unless your rules specifically state something, you know, obviously that's always different, but I, I always want to mention this. Like, you know, you don't have to move anything yet. You don't have to make anything yet. Uh, Josh, are you kind of with me on this, or are you one of those people that drops your IR guys? No, no, no. I I, I want to use every every spot I have. If I have taxi, I'm not promoting guys right now Same. unless there's some kind of rule that says I have to. Bingo. I want all those spots filled, or as many of them as I can possibly fill. You know what? When when the draft comes around, when the when the rookie draft comes around, all right. Now I'll figure out. Okay. Right. Who, who am I promoting? Who am I dropping? Who, you know, just didn't do anything. I don't want them anymore. That's when I'll make those decisions. Right now, it, it's kind of like you said. Why am I going to uh, bring, you know, let's just say for the sake of argument, Lamar Jackson off of uh, IR. I don't know if he was actually on IR. but I don't think so. But it's a good um, example, though, still. Like, you know, am I going to move somebody? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Like, wh- why am I going to take a guy who – tours ACL in week 15 and move him back goes, Oh, he's going to be ready for next year. You know, like, no, if, if he can stay there and guess what Saint, you said, you know, sleeper sleeper will say, well, you can't set a lineup because you have a guy in IR that doesn't belong in IR. Cool. All right. Not, not a problem. Don't plan on setting a lineup until uh, September. So I'm right. fine with that. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. Now, if, you have a guy on IR that you don't really believe in and there's kind of a, uh, a wild card guy you see on waivers that you want to pick up. All right. You want to make that move? Go ahead. I don't blame you for that, but just to what make your roster look clean or, you know, well, yeah. What are we preparing for? You know what I mean? Like you were, yeah. I, yeah th- there's no points being scored. Th- there's no right. point. There's no rosters that need, there's no lineups. There's n- none of that. Uh, and Drew, I'm pretty sure you agree with all of this, but do you have any other insights you want to add on this sort of IR discussion? I mean, again, it's just no, odd. I've seen a couple for... of leagues where it's happening, and I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> no, for context, uh, there was a league that I was in that is a total rebuild, and my weakest spot was tight end. I had four spots that were open because I just had absolute shit on my roster all year. So I went out on waivers, and I found four random tight ends that I thought that might, you know what? They might get some some looks in in the, the summer camp. They might have some value, and you know what? The worst case is six months from now, I'm going to put them right back where I found them. Bingo. Um, the other thing that uh, I'm looking at is I am looking at now, you know, guys. I, I'm looking at guys like Rich James and some of these other wide receivers where maybe you know what they've popped a little bit, and if I can consolidate and make room as well, you know, I'm going to get some people that maybe want couple younger guys and this is definitely a time of the year where i'm going to go after that 29 year old guy that i think is going to score points well next year and i'm going to hopefully feed on a little bit of uh rookie fever and that youth cycle and you know what you want a couple of these 24 25 year old guys second year looks like he's doing something um i will absolutely take you know sure send me Hunter Renfro and something back i'll take a third you know and i'll i'll try to consolidate that way and then again in the name of Make another roster spot. Yep. Find me another space for another dart throw. Well, that was exactly the next topic was, you know, consolidation trades. And I, I think this all kind of goes together. It's just general roster management and the non-point scoring season, really. But I, I, I'm one of those people that will pick someone up just to put them on IR, right? Like, I, you know, Kendall Hinton on IR. Great. Add him to my bench. Put him on IR. Pick up someone else, right? Like, it just every roster spot has value. Use it all. Um, I am in a few leagues with people that don't fill their full roster or use all the IR spots. And I'm like, great, thanks. That's free for me now. Like that's literally not helping anybody. Um, and that it, what you mentioned too about consolidation, I think now is a perfect time to do that too. Let's say you've got too many players, quote unquote, too many players. You've got, you know, 30 roster spots and five IR slots, and you're going to have to make moves. This is the perfect time to send two for ones then, right? Don't lose value on your roster. Send two of those IR guys for a second round pick. 
right? Like do something like that. Even if it's a rookie pick, now you just lost two guys off your roster, which you're going to have to cut at some point anyway, but you didn't drop them for nothing. You got something out of them. And I think that's where I would say if you are, and everybody plays this game different. If you are one of those people that just cannot stand having guys in your IR that you know you're going to have to drop or that you're going to forget about it, or you don't like when the error messages come up and you're just like type A and you can't do it, then trade. Don't drop. Trade. Um, I think this is something else that I think maybe gets overlooked, but I know I'm in a bunch of leagues. We briefly talked about this before the show too, but like I'm not trading at all right now. I'm really kind of taking the time off. I'm kind of decompressing. I'm letting the season sort of settle. Uh, I'm, I'm rejecting trades still if they come in. I'm not letting things sit there. But for the most part, I'm not really looking at my roster to make any wild moves. This is a weird time in my mind to try to do that. But this is also, in a way, the perfect time to try to do that because there's a lot of people out there like me. There's a lot of people out there that are stale and stagnant and just saying, hey, let's hang on for a minute. You can go try to exploit some of that. So again, I think it's something that check your bylaws, check your league and sort of see what's going on there. If you've got empty spots, fill them. Uh, this is probably, this could be one of the last chances you get to do that. I know there are some leagues that sort of shut down at some point and you may not be able to add rosters, you know, roster new people or whatever, may not be able to add off waivers right now as the season ends. Um, but I know most dynasty leagues, I know the, all the ones that I'm in, as soon as the league is over, it's kind of like, yep, we're back to open. Look, let's get things going again. Cause again, it's just non point scoring season. The season doesn't stop. We go all year round in dynasty. That's the whole point. Um, so again, that's kind of where I wanted to go with some of that, but I guess, Josh, what are your thoughts on trading at this time of year? Is it something you're trying to do or are you trying to keep it calm and not really make any moves? So right now I've, I've been calm, but the, the playoffs are interesting because we, we talked about our teams. We talked about who's going to win, who's going to do well, who, you know, we talked about a bunch of teams and, that means nothing for us in Dynasty. We don't right. get points, but and I'm going to bring up an example from Drew's Buffalo Bills. Gabe Davis goes out last year, four touchdowns, one game. He's Al Bundy, right? Okay. If I if I love Gabe Davis, I'm trying to put a little feeler out there. Hey, bud, Gabe Davis, what are you thinking? You know, what, what do you want? If I'm anti-Gabe Davis and I have him on my team, this is the perfect time. All right, hey, I got this Gabe Davis, four touchdowns, one game. Did you just see what happened? Okay, let's make a deal on this. And I do think that you don't have to be, you know, Andrew, I know you, Drew, I know you. You guys are constantly hammering the, the, the trade grindstone during the season. You're looking for ways to make your team better, consolidate, or maybe break out big pieces if you're in a rebuild into some smaller pieces that can maybe yep. help your team out. This is the time of year where you send out that that one offer. I got Gabe Davis. Or let's say um, Joe Burrow just goes nuclear against uh, the Ravens. Uh, he throws for 504 touchdowns. He's just a monster. Josh, yeah, you got to hang on. You got to warn me when you say something uh, like that. That's funny. Listen, funny. <laughs> listen I'm Thursday, hoping, Thursday I, I got, going I got, him, I got him in a couple leagues. I'm hoping too. Damn but right. if, you know, hey, I got this Joe Burrow if anybody's interested. And as a rule, I'm not out there actively trying to sell Joe Burrow. I love the sure. guy. But if someone goes, well, uh, how about I give you. Lamar and two firsts and a second and you give me like Joe Burrow and a third. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to listen. Uh, I'm going to be listening. Yeah. 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 We're listening, you know, and you know, maybe that deal doesn't get done, but I, I always think that there are, um, there are points. And another thing, if I'm going to be just doing this right after the season, I'm trying to get draft picks now before we have the combine, before we have pro days, before we have all-star games, because the 1-3 today is going to be a lot cheaper than the 1-3 after the combine. Well, you put it perfectly, and that's actually where I was going to go to it. You know, the other part of this, managing your roster and managing your picks, right? Now you can still trade for picks. There is still obviously some time to do that, and 
you're hitting the nail on the head here too. I mean, the longer you wait, the more they get expensive, the more the price goes up, right? So now is better than tomorrow, is better than Saturday, is better than Sunday. I mean, the sooner the better. Um, and I think that's kind of where I, I tend to look at my rosters, especially those with a bunch of IR people on them. And that's kind of the first thing I say is like, all right, well, what picks can I get for these guys? Like, can I send someone on my IR for a third? Or, or you know, someone who I don't really care about for a third? Or can I send that in a third for a second? Like, can I start to package things up? And I think you can catch people sleeping a little bit here um, as we get off the season where, you know, people might have just won. I actually really like doing that, too. I like targeting the, the guy who just won because it's like I know how long the season is. I know how much effort it goes into that. Like that guy just won. Like you can send him a little number like, hey, man, congrats on your win. Had an idea for a trade. Wanted to run it by you. Like sometimes I know, too, when I'm when I just won, it's like, man, you know what? Whatever. At this point, I'll take it. You know, just send it. That's fine. Like, I don't care. Like now is the time to catch them in that like you know, the, the morning after kind of fog, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, I am doing all right. I got tons of money now. Like, I don't really, that's when you can strike and make a difference. Right. Same goes for the worst place team. Don't trade for their picks, trade for their players. Right. It's the same logic on the other end and be like, Hey, you did not do well this year. I'm guessing you're rebuilding. You want picks. Here's my second for Brandon. Ayuk. or you know, pick somebody that you think is worth that. Right. And like, they might be like, you know what? You're right. I lost. It's over. It's time. It's time to turn this around. Like, you might be able to strike now because those ends, I think, is where you're going to see the most swing. Those of us in the middle, we've been in the middle. We're going to be in the middle. That didn't change in anything. But sometimes on the extremes, you can snap a little bit of that little bit of value and add a little bit to your roster. So I love doing that for sure. What about you, Drew? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm good to breathe for a little bit. I also commissioned a couple of leagues. So just trying to kind of reset, get some admin stuff done wait for MFL to roll over. But um, I think more and more of our leagues are moving to no trade deadline, like action all year round, which uh, makes sense for, this is why we join these leagues, right? Yep. So, um, you know, I think we're all in different variations of a trade addicts league too. So, yep. you know, we, we want to do this thing. So um, yeah, I, I like that approach. And I'm always looking and listening this time of year to hear what other folks are doing. I love that idea of going at the bookends of your league. Um and seeing, you know, try and play a little bit to the emotion that's there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm in second place who just some, lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've got some, yeah. some people in your league that, you know, you might be able to uh, get a different type of deal now based on the timing, go for it. And yeah, like Josh said, the picks, picks only get more, more expensive. There's, there's plenty of charts out there. Plenty of folks have them up where they kind of show the market cycle of value of picks throughout the year in each phase of the season. So right. before they start to absolutely blow up and then this is where, you know, you want to wheel and deal, like get some picks now and then be ready to play a little arbitrage here in the next 90 days and see what you can get beginning of April after the combine, see what people are excited about. Or if you're really able to, to hold out and you've got really good delayed gratification, wait till you're on the clock. And that pick is staring there with some names that could be attached to it, yeah. right? So I am all for doing what Josh said and going and trying to grab some extra picks here. Um, we've had a lot of dialogue through the season on what does this class look like and what is the end of the first worth? What is the beginning of the second worth? You know, how deep is this class? And you, know, you find the folks that you really trust and that you feel like have a good track record of that you kind of align with and, and view things similarly. And uh, that's the beauty of the games. You're going to have 10, 12, 14, 16 different people with different, uh, different values around. So have some fun with it, but that's uh, whatever you do. Don't just sit on your hands for too long. That's, I guess that's well, kind of the moral. Of I agree with you on that. Don't do it for too long is exactly right, but do it as long as you need to. Cause I, I honestly, I've, I've said this to a lot of people and I, you know, I'm, I'm saying it here on my own podcast in a sense, but it's like, that the season is a long time. It, it is a, it is a nonstop 52 weeks of a year slog, right? And taking a break for your own mentals is always recommended. Like if you ever feel like you're burning out, you ever feel like you're getting tired, take a break, step away. It's not a problem. But with that, don't go forever. <laughs> like, you know, take, <laughs> come on, take, take a week, take two, take a month. Right. I know when I first started in dynasty, I think it was my first off season after a season. Uh, I waited until the Super Bowl to even open the app. I was like, no, it was on CBS at the time. And I'm just like, no, I'm just going to let it sit there. I'm going to let it ride for a little bit. I'm not even going to focus on it. And I'll tell you what, like as my first off season, I didn't really know what to expect. And I was going to, you know, man, but as soon as I open it back up, the, the fever hit right back again. And I'm like, here we go. Let's get it. Let's go make some trades. Right. So I think that that really helped me that too. And as, as I've done more content and gotten in more leagues, that time has gotten shorter and shorter, right. Where it's like, now a week or two is all I really need. I'm really, I'm back in there. But um, I think again, everybody has their own time frame. So I'm with you though. Don't wait too long. Don't wait too long. That's right. You might lose out on some of those deals. 
Uh, we did have a question in chat on this kind of topic that I thought was worth discussing here. Uh, Jamie in the chat says, someone dropped Nick Foles in a 12-team Superflex 30 roster spot league. Is he worth rostering over guys like Ashton Doolin or Boston Scott? Mm, that's tricky. I, I, Josh, I'll start with you, I guess. What do you think about uh, BDN on, on uh, Big Dick Nick? What do you think about him? Is he worth rostering over guys like Doolin or Scott? So 12-team 12, 12 is a little bit different, but in Superflex leagues generally, especially this time of year, I'll take a million backups. You know yep. why? What's the worst case scenario? I drop them again. Maybe someone picks up Ashton Doolin. Maybe someone picks up Boston Scott. Maybe in like a month or two months when you decide Nick Foles has retired or he's going to be the third string quarterback for the Texans, you go, okay, I don't need that in my life. And they might still be there. If not, guess what? You're going to find an Ashton Doolin or Boston Scott type player <laughs> yeah. on the waiver wire anyway. So I love loading up on the backup quarterbacks because guess what? He might be the third string quarterback in Houston, but, you know, Davis Mills gets hurt in training camp. You know, whoever they take in the first round of the draft isn't ready. They're not what we thought they were. And all of a sudden, Week one, Nick Foles is starting. And guess what? You go, hey, I got a Nick Foles. You want I'll, – I'll take a second for him. Yeah. And someone will probably go, man, he is a starting quarterback. This is a super flex league. And you'll get it. It might be the 210 at the end of the season. Worth it. But you got a 210 for nothing because you picked this guy off of waivers. I agree so it's entirely. Really, it's kind of like a, um, you know, no risk, you know, Maybe no reward, but possibly high reward move to me. Are you on the same page there, Drew? I am. I know in 12 team, generally the idea is it's easy to find quarterbacks, and but this is why it's easy to find quarterbacks. And you want to be the person that makes it easy for somebody else to find a quarterback when the time comes. And to Josh's point, I mean, wide receiver, it is like a freaking Reuben sandwich, right? You have the <laughs> elite of the elite at the top. You've got what an analogy. That is want. awesome. And then in the middle, you have a middle 40 or 50 guys that you yeah. might as well, six six to eight guys at a time, you could swap out and it doesn't matter, right? So Ashton Doolin, you're going to find him in the fourth or fifth round of your draft. Boston Scott, you're going to find a rookie that has just as much of a fighting chance. Boston Scott is not James White. Boston Scott is not, uh, I can't even think back to uh, Danny Whitehead or something like that, right? Yeah. Or Woodhead. Woodhead so, yeah. um you know, he can he can be replaced with any any given week. And again, same thing. You're going to give up a third or a fourth to get. I mean, who's you can go and get Jamichael Hasty for that one yeah. or two games next year, uh, and he's still 24, 25 years old. Um, but yeah, you're going to give up a lot more. Somebody else is going to give up a lot more, like Josh said, for um, that quarterback that could go and drop 18, 20, 24 points for you in a week. So. Yeah. Yes. And Jamie's here saying he's going to, he's grabbing him. I, I think we all agree. We all concur. I think the only thing I will, the only thing I will add to this is I, I cannot tell you how many leagues during the season I added Amir Abdullah, Daria Gumbawale, uh, Boston Scott. Like these guys are a dime a dozen. Like there are so many times they're still on waivers. Nobody wants them. Yeah. There's a reason for it. But any quarterback like Cooper Rush, I'll take Cooper Rush over those guys. Like give me one yeah. quarterback who's one play away from starting. Those guys, their their upside is yeah. so much higher. Like it takes three injuries for Boston Scott to be worth anything, right? Maybe maybe four yeah. if you count Jalen Hurts, right? Like you have to get really right. crazy lucky with Big Dick Nick. I mean, it could take one injury if he's on the right team next year. Jarrett Stidham, prime example, right? Like he actually started games this year. There's a bunch of those guys, you know. Like Brock Purdy was one of those guys I picked up like that at the beginning of the season in a couple leagues because I'm like Trey's hurt. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's fragile. I'm like, you never know what you're going to get with the San Francisco team. And all he has to do is pass the ball to Christian McCaffrey. So I'll take Brock Purdy. Two weeks later, I'm starting Brock Purdy. And I wrote him out the rest of the year. You know, like that doesn't happen at running back. It just doesn't happen. So you have to pick those guys up. And now, again, let's be careful. I'm not saying Foles is going to be a starter on your team. That's not quite what I'm saying. I'm saying he, that any quarterback has that potential, right? I'm not saying I love Foles. I'm saying I love quarterbacks. And I... Can't tell you how many teams that I have, especially on rebuilds, where I have like three running backs. There's one I think I had uh, Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, and Boston Scott. I think are my three running backs on my team. That's it. 
because I'm rebuilding. I don't care. I don't want, I don't have any running backs. I traded them all away, but I've got nine quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Like just why not? Let me see. Cause those are the yeah. ways that you jump value. That's the best way to upstart your team. And at this time yeah. of year, that's all we care about is value. We don't care about roster spots. We don't care about starting requirements. All I care about is what's the biggest value I can find. And Andrew, I, I, we should think about it like this too. You know, if you're one injury away, right? Quarterback is going to have the highest value. And you said, not, I'm not saying they're a starter. Right. But guess what? If you keep him on your team, Nick Foles, if he ever, that injury happens, you should automatically be to every team in your league. Nick Foles is going to start. This, I mean, what happens if he signs as the backup in Minnesota next year? Yeah. He's, he's thrown to Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne and Adam Thielen and TJ Hawkinson. I mean, people get excited about that, even though we've all seen Nick Foles. Oh, yeah. Know, but, Super Bowl winning quarterback Nick Foles, by the way. Like, right. come on, you can't can't fault him. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I have driven by the statue plenty of times. Um I, I drive that road often, so I've oh, seen man. statues uh more times than I would like to admit. But Nick Foles, you know, Chad Henney, who's the backup in Kansas City. If he ever if, if Patrick Mahomes ever gets hurt and Chad Henney, listen. I got Chad Henney. We we know what Kansas City is. We know what Andy Reid's going to cook up. Get yourself some Chad Henney. And he should be off your team before he ever steps onto the field. So that's another thing, too, where it's not about you're keeping him because you're hoping. Right. Or not right. hoping, but you're insulating yourself in case he ever starts. It's like, no, like the second that the guy in front of him goes down, it, it's right. a $5 scratcher lottery ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I Give me a $5 ticket every day. The thing is, Boston Scott is a $1 scratcher lottery ticket. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind a $1 lottery ticket, but wouldn't you rather have a $5 lottery ticket? You know what I'm saying? Like, those $5 tickets have bigger prizes. They may It may be $5 more, but they've got a bigger ceiling. And I think there's plenty of quarterbacks out there that are probably on waivers in a lot of leagues, like 12 team, 30 roster spots. You can probably pick up guys like uh, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, Bailey Zappi. I, I want all of these guys on my bench. Drew Locke on my bench. Brett Rippon on my bench. You never know what's going to happen with these teams, especially at teams like that, too, where there's a coaching change or a quarterback change coming. Like, there's a chaos coming. We, we cannot predict oh. chaos in this league, and it happens every year. And it doesn't, like you just said it perfectly, it doesn't have to be that they're starting for my team. What you see is, like, uh, again, uh, what was the guy? Kyle Trask for Tampa Bay, right? Tom Brady oh. retires. Kyle Trask's value goes through the roof. I remember trading him away in one league for a second right after Brady retired because I was like, I don't think they go with Trask, but I'll take a second. I you know paid a third for him. Like, I'll take that second. And then what happened? Tom Brady unretired and Kyle Trask goes back to zero again, right? Like, yeah. that happens. All We have nine months until anything happens. So you're trading on speculation. That's all this is. And so what yeah. you're trying to do is find the best asset to put your stocks in that is going to crazy go up and quarterbacks by far have the best option to do that. I love it. Big fan. Anything else you guys want to talk about on that regard? Uh, I'll just throw out there. Josh, Josh is a man of his word. In case anybody's wondering, we, we co-manage a couple teams, including the dynasty junkies listener league too. And just so uh, we have one Tom Brady and Ryan Tannehill, we, we approach quarterback differently than I think uh, Josh and I normally do. But in addition to those <laughs> two, we also have a Jacoby Brissett, an Andy Dalton and a Nathan Peterman sitting on our yeah, roster right now. That's how you do because it. Because who the hell knows? Yep. Yep. I know in, in, in that, in that league, I've got Trevor Simeon on IR. Like that's the, that's, that's exactly what we were talking about before. Like Simeon is nothing, but he's a free IR stash. I'll stash that guy. You never know where he's going to be playing next year. Jimmy Garoppolo on my team. Like I'm not going to drop him, but I'm not going to trade him. Like let's exact. I don't know where he's playing. Like let's go get him. Right. So again, I, I love it. And I think Andy Dalton prime case, Andy Dalton could be a starter again next year. Like, we don't know. Like, we just don't know. Jacoby Brissett could be a starter. Like, you guys have some potential starters on your team. That's what. I, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's well-designed. So, yeah, good. kudos yeah. to you guys. Good job. That's all, Josh. Well, I, it's, I, I, I have PTSD of Nathan Peterman's seven interceptions in the game or whatever it was. So. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That, that he did started burn. a game oh. this year. He well, that's also the, game this year. that's the Bills fan in you too, Drew. Like that that hurt oh, double yeah. for you, I'm sure. But uh, I think at this point, though, what we're kind of getting into is is the off season is where the fun really is. And I say this all the time: timing is everything. 
the timing right now is so different than even just a week ago or two weeks ago, right? Even when you're in your playoffs and you're trying to get a win and you're just trying to put my roster together. And like, there were so many things. I know we said this too, like trade a pick for Derek McKinnon, you know, go out there and get Miles Sanders. Like go, go get these guys that are, you know, uh, David Montgomery, another one of those, like he could get something like with these, these are teams that are going to use him, but then that's over now that's over. And it's really hard to transition sometimes because it's such a drastic off a cliff kind of shift. Now we got to kick our eyes to the future. We got to start looking ahead and saying, all right, well, we got to start thinking about my value on my team. How can I add value to my roster? I'm not starting anybody. My roster can be as pretty as it needs to be. I need value. And so I say this all the time too. look at your team, find out who those scrubs are at the bottom of your bench that you've been kind of churning through anyway, and see who on waivers might have a higher upside. Who is one injury away instead of two? What's a quarterback or a tight end that you think like Noah Gray, for instance? I don't think that's going to happen. But what if Kelsey retires? Right. There's all these like what ifs. You know what I mean? Like we, we see it all the time. What if Tua retires? Skylar Thompson is probably already on a, on a roster somewhere. I know I had him in a couple leagues, too, because I'm just like, I don't know if Bridgewater is that that's sturdy. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole bunch of questions yep. there. And Skylar Thompson had a terrific draft pedigree, just went undrafted. And I think there's some of that, too. Like we're, we're learning a lot as we go. So. Again, I think there's a lot of people that listen to this that probably need to hear that. We're in the offseason, guys. We're in the non-point scoring season. It's time that you kind of pay attention to that and focus on your roster. Drop Rex Burkhead, right? Like drop AJ Green. You know, these are these are you don't need these guys anymore. They'll be on waivers. You can get them later. You're not gonna miss them. Go pick up someone with more upside for sure. So with that, I think we've covered it pretty well. Again, is there anything else, Josh, that you want to mention before we dive into the, the last part of the show here? No, nothing. Nothing I can think of. Well, perfect. Because we don't we're, we usually do find me a trade and we are going to talk about it for a second here before we get into listener league updates. But we're not going to do a find me a trade this week. Part of that is because we had some submissions from earlier this year. And all we really have are submissions from earlier this year that have trade deadlines and all this. I think what I what I was saying to this uh, to the other host, too, like I think we start fresh. I think we kind of say if you submitted your team, feel free to submit it again. Um, there's a lot of things that change too. You might've dropped that team. You might not be playing in that league anymore. That, that your team might be drastically different than when you submitted it in September. Uh, also, we kind of want to get people that are focusing on the show in the off season to put their leagues in. If you're still playing dynasty, you have questions, you want to put your team through, submit it through the form on our Twitter handle. It's uh, the pin tweet. I know it's on my link tree as well. If you go to at Andrew Hall FF or at dynasty junkies, you can find it there. We'll tweet it out again too, but Submit your team for Find Me a Trade. We prefer MFL because it's easier, but we can do sleeper. Uh, at this point, no best balls. We're not doing any best ball leagues because, again, those are kind of tricky and there's a whole different – it's just too specific. Um, we're not doing, like, monster leagues. We're trying not to do, like, 48 or 60 team leagues. Those Again, it's too specific. Uh, we do want to talk about your team, though. So submit your team, and we'll definitely try to get around to it. we got a bunch of shows lined up with a bunch of good people. We're going to need teams, so feel free to resubmit. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to say, hey, you have mine from, from December. Send me a DM. I can let you know, yeah, you're good. But we don't have a lot, so let's go get some new ones. So with that, the last part of the show, I want to talk about our listener leagues because we've got two of them. Last time we were on, we were heading into the finals week, and there's been some interesting developments here. Um, Rocky and I lost to Jerry Shea in the finals in Dynasty Junkies 1. Uh, we Honestly, like we had a hell of a turnaround. Rocky brought me on at the beginning of the season – to kind of help as a co co-manager on that, as a co-host of the, the podcast, we made some wild trades, made some amazing moves, became the number one seed and just couldn't put it to bed. Jerry Shea beat the, just the living <laughs> snot out of us. And he, he beat us by like 60 points with Evans on the bench. Like if he had oh started Evans, even we would have lost by like a clean hundred. It was crazy. Like, well done, Jerry. Well, you earned that one, my friend, that was just a shellacking. So good work on your part, Jerry. Dynasty Junkies 2, which, of course, you guys are in at part of a 14-teamer that we started up last year. The underdog story of the season, uh, our boy Jesse Bingpot decided to put it together and come together at the end of the year and beat Dynasty Mercer for the title. I mean, that was one of the wildest endings for a season I've seen. Like, Bingpot just kept going, just kept making it work. And the way that league goes, too, where you get to pick your opponents, had a couple picks been different in different weeks, mm. Bingpot would not have won. And he was never able to pick. He was always the team that got picked. And so I got to be honest, Jesse, well done. Good management on your part. Congrats on the win. That was well-deserved. But you're going down this year, right, guys? We're taking him out. We're not going to let him win again. <laughs> Did you not hear all the quarterbacks we have? We're, we're going. You're ready. 
You're ready. That's right. You're ready. I got Lamar and Russ Wilson, so I might be calling you guys. I might need some help. Uh, it's gonna that's gonna be a fun year because I don't know where Lamar is gonna be. I don't think he's in Baltimore. And I hope Russ is in Denver. But what does that even mean? So, yeah, we we got some we got some work to do on our team, but that's okay. It's part of the fun, right? It's part of the fun. Um, with that, we're gonna call it early night. I know it's only been about an hour. If you're listening to this, that's what we try to do. We're gonna try to keep these a little shorter in the off season. As news comes up, of course, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the NFL and the playoffs and everything like that. But we don't want this to be like a long, exhausting podcast. We want it to be kind of short and tight and keep things moving. Uh, feel free to submit your questions, uh, submit any comments. Feel free to drop in the chat. We had a bunch of people in the chat tonight. Uh, Jamie, obviously, Kyle was in there. I know Gator was in there. So, yeah, anytime you guys are busy on a Thursday or not busy, I should say, on a Thursday, uh, we'll still be with you here 930 or 10, somewhere like that every Thursday. Uh, for the foreseeable future, we got a good series coming up. We're going to do a division by division series. We're going to look at each division and kind of talk about buys, sells, and holds within each division with our guests and kind of see what kind of dive in deep to each team a little more, uh, see what kind of players we're talking about, what flyers people are sleeping on, and things like that. So we're looking forward to that. But before I get us all the way out of here, Drew, I'll kick it to you first to give everyone your handle again and uh, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. It's a great. Great fly through tonight. So, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at DR underscore PRA. Uh, like I said, I don't put a whole lot of content or anything out there, but I'll, I'll answer some questions or give you some opinions at least. And uh, we'll have some fun going back and forth. So tag and um, trade polls, I'm sure. Right. Like you don't mind that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yep. No trade polls, um, you know, commission questions. I do uh, do commission a couple of leagues that are uh, Perfect. one's fairly traditional and one is uh, <laughs> definitely a little bit more unique. I do dabble in some IDP. Uh, definitely would not say I have a lot of experience in that space, but our league has been a lot of fun with uh, adding some IDP components to it. So nice. um, certainly open to any questions. And yeah, definitely don't mind a, a tag here and there if there's anything that you want to get any uh, thoughts on or you want to kind of pull my thoughts with a bunch of other folks that you probably uh, found first. <laughs> oh, no, Drew, you got a good brain on you, man. You'll be all right. And what about you, Josh? Where can people find you and what you, you're putting out this offseason? Uh, if you want a... Uh, a dynasty question answered in a very intelligent way. Uh, hit up at dr underscore pra. Um, if you just want general foolishness, uh, I'm at real fantasy tl. Um, listen, you ask a question, I I will answer you. May take me a little while, but I will get there. And I do want to just reiterate: if if you got a league, you're not sure what to do. Do that find me a trade, man. I, I've been on a couple of episodes where I've done find me a trade. Find me a trade is is my favorite part of listening to the junkies because at, no matter who's on, whether it's Scott, Andrew, Rocky, Bobby, whoever is on, they are going to look at your team. They are going to find things. And I, I listen sometimes, not because I'm in any of these leagues, but I go, man, I, I never thought of that. I never thought about approaching it this way. And so if you got that league and you're like, man, I don't know what to do. We talked about bookends, right? But what if you're that, that sixth place team every year? All right. What should I do with this team? Should I blow it up or should I be trying to grab some studs and trades and and move my way up? It doesn't matter. They do it all. Um, I just wanted to uh, say that one more time because Personally, it's my favorite part of the show. So I, I you, you know, know what? It's mine too. And I, I almost said we should do one anyway. And we had a couple leagues that we could try to find. We've been trying to scrape things together as the season, you know, kind of winds down. But I really feel like we want I want to do it justice. I want to actually find listeners' trades. I want to make sure that we give everybody a chance. I know that there have been some people that reached out to me that said, Oh, I, I thought I, you wouldn't get to me. Thanks so much for that. You know, I've got some other friends of mine that put their league in and then we get around to it three months later and they're like, Oh, that was yeah. really helpful. I got some things done. So again, I thought just yeah. because we're starting the year fresh, we're 2023, let's kind of reset a little bit and we will get to your trades. I promise you, if you submit your league uh, in 2023, if it's submitted, we will get to you or at least reach out to explain why we won't. Uh, but there have been a couple where I just had to be like, man, I'm sorry. We, we can't do that one. It's too specific or what have you. Um, and I do appreciate that, Josh, because that's one of the main reasons I like this show when I first started listening back before I was a host. It it does it does really matter. And we do care about your team. So yeah. it's, it is a good part. So, again, sorry you're not getting that this week if you're still listening. Apologies. But trust me, it'll be OK. It'll be all right. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I appreciate you guys coming on. Obviously, Timeline is where you can find you guys, Fantasy Timeline. I know you guys are taking a little break right now, too, which, again, makes total sense. There's a lot of that out there. I'm sure people will hear from you and, and realize when you're going live again and doing stuff on your Wednesday night shows. 
but again, follow us at the Dynasty Junkies. You can follow the DAP Network at DAP underscore Network. Uh, see when we all go live, all of our shows, not all of the shows, but a lot of the shows go live on there. Uh, you know, subscribe to the Trade Addicts. Obviously, those guys have a great Patreon, the Cool Kids Club, and you want to sign up for that. This is the time of year, in my opinion, too. If you just won some leagues and you got a little extra money, now's the time to invest in the Patreon. Support the people that you like, right? Go find somebody that you, you you like and you see all their Patreon. Hey, just do it for a couple of months. Even. You don't have to sign up for a whole year. Just do a, throw them a couple shekels, right? That's what we do this for is to help out. It's nice to help them out. I do that all the time with with trades and or with uh, with trades with fantasy podcasts I listen to and things like that. You know, there's a, a bunch of podcasts out there, and we all like making content. But it's always nice to know we're you know appreciated and supported as well. So go support those creators. Send them a shout out. Thank them for helping you win your title. You know, I love getting those tweets and DMs. Yeah. Um, this is that time of year too. We all turn into NFL fans. We're all fantasy players. But at this point, the season's over. You're, you're competing with all 11 teams again. Everything is back open optimism is running rampant you've got a chance this year trust me there is no team that i will say has zero percent chance everybody's got a ch- it may be one percent but it's not zero <laughs> so keep building keep grinding go out there and have a good time thanks again to everyone in the chat thanks for listening and with that junkies out <laughs> <laughs>